From technology and acquisition to citizen services and mission execution, a culture shift is underway with federal government leaders increasingly seeking out solutions that disrupt the way business has traditionally been done. Here we connect with those government and industry leaders driving this change and delivering the real results in support of their agency mission. This is Keeping IT Brief. I'm being joined today by Dina Guerrero, Deputy Director of Health Information Technology Business Unit at Centaur, Inc. Dina, thank you for joining me today. Let's dive right in. So when looking at efforts to embrace a cloud solution, are the challenges experienced in the military health systems comparable to the private sector? For example, migration requirements versus cost of secure code versus added value? And if so, how? You know, Marianne, that's a very good question. Um, that is definitely a, a key element. They are very, very comparable. And one of the challenges we have, as Mr. Flanders explained during his podcast, um, is that uh, we have to move into trying to figure out how to provide secure environments. And although the cloud solutions relieve the burden of maintaining our data in our own data centers, using our hardware and then operating systems, we still have mandatory requirements that we have to meet. And the cloud solution is just transferring the risk from one, um, from the system owner to the cloud service provider in specific areas. Now, if we take a look at either a government owner or a, a, a private system owner, we see that there's still responsibility of securing the environment. And we need to traditionally give you, you know, priorities of efforts and what to look at. And it all depends what perspective you're looking at. Either it could be the system owner's perspective or the financial officer's perspective or the chief information security officer's perspective. So what I would like to focus is on the, the security officer's perspective and just look at five specific areas. One being security. Two being under, underestimating the cost of a cloud migration. Three, governance and control. Four, limited visibility into the network operations. And five, inadequate due diligence. System owners are constantly being challenged to deliver in a fast-paced environment. Maximize my investment and, and minimize the time that you integrate into the tools the cloud is delivering. So when we look at governance and control, the limited visibility of the network operations and the inadequate due diligence, all of this can be handled through the language that is delivered in the service agreement with the cloud service provider and the cloud service offering. When we look at the government, they use a, a program called FedRAMP. And that actually looks at uh, a standardized approach to do a security assessment of the environment to ensure that the cloud is following the rules and regulations governed by the type of data and services being delivered. So it's up to the system owner to incorporate control and audit capability into those areas where they're migrating into the cloud. So definitely, the challenges are very, very comparable. Okay, so now looking at the other two, security and cl cost of cloud migration, how can system owners improve the effectiveness of risk management in their migration to the cloud? 
So I believe this is where the business analysis, the programmatic element, and the budget come into play. We have to take into consideration that our agreement with a cloud service provider should cover security up to where the system owner responsibility begins. Very similar when we buy insurance for a car. We're going to take a certain level of risk, letting the insurance company cover medical damages, et cetera, but yet we still hold the responsibility for paying a deductible up front. The same scenario happens in the cloud. So when we start looking at this type of environment, how do we quantify secure code? How do you figure out how much money it's going to cost if you get hacked and recover your um your credentials as a service per, you know, as a, as a company providing specific services. So this is where we have to look at the problem from a different perspective. You probably heard about development security operations. What we heard about DevSecOps. That's when we start developing security processes as we develop the code. Because think about it. Just because you moved your system or application into the cloud, doesn't stop SQL injections, malware, or any type of buffer overflows or denial of service attacks. They still happen. We read in the news a couple of days ago. So we have to be diligent at looking at the code in and of itself and seeing how the attack vector is coming in. Now, when we start thinking about delivering security in the development phase of the application, we have to have an accountability and traceability of who's making the code changes to the application to make sure that's an intentional configuration management control. And if the code needs to be returned for a fix, it's either because it's buggy or maybe because the vendor needs to fix something. Remember, the application is still the system owner's responsibility. And through the process of continuous integration and continuous delivery in DevSecOps, you try to reduce the amount of time you're sending in code for rework, shifting your schedule to the left, ensuring that those security functions and scanning tools are part of your solution, not cut off by budgeting requirements because it's getting too expensive. So when we start looking at scenarios like this, we have to take into consideration that now the tools that are being used to secure the code are being used by the developers integrated into the process so that once they find a vulnerability, they can very quickly remediate it, document it, and reduce any animosity between the security service provider and the code developer. Okay, so now how can organizations create a unified mindset around application security? One of the opportunities we have is that as organizations move towards the cloud using containerization or microservices, you probably have heard something about Kubernetes or Docker Swarm or Amazon ECS. All of this is virtualized. You no longer have a physical system that you're managing or maintaining. So now we have to look at governing bodies, such as the CMMC standards, to try to rely on application security being part of the process to follow governance. Now, when we start talking about this process of a unified mindset, we have to take into consideration that we have to look at how CMMC levels involves itself in defining the maturity of the business practices. 
they take into consideration the appropriate application development security practices. So when your DevSecOps teams have due diligence following through the implementation methods, incorporating change management methods and activities to look at the application and the hosting architecture to ensure that it's secure, now we have a unified continuous integration, continuous delivery tool in those practices across teams. You reduce the friction among the different team members. You eliminate the work stoppage that takes place when you have to send code for review or evaluation of how it's being integrated into the architecture. So when you look at different mature software assurance tools, such as Code Valor, you can actually take answers from many of these problems and issues, providing resolution through code scanning through the DevSecOps pipeline. This ultimately gives you an improved application security and reduced development timelines, while at the same time allowing you to look at the top five concerns, ensure the system owners are considering the transferring of risk and accountability to the cloud service provider, being clearly documented in their service agreement, followed by the software development operations, adhering to a new standard of incorporating code security in the development phases. Well, this is all great information, Dina. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it, Marianne. Thank you for listening. For more podcasts by G2 Exchange Media, please visit www.fedhealthit.com and look for the podcast section at the top of the page. Music by Jam Studio, courtesy of Shutterstock Incorporated.